Hello and welcome to the Stepping Up to Your Potential podcast. My name is Sandra Robinson. There's a little corner of this blog podcast that I'm reserving for the financial realm. I call it Financial Friday, and I'm pretty sure you can guess on what day I plan to schedule releases. For this inaugural foray into this category, I'll lay the foundation for where I'm coming from and why I will say the things I do. Story time. When it comes to money, I've made pretty much every single mistake you can possibly make. Here's a sampling. Pay rent with credit card. Pay one credit card with another. Get a new card and transfer all of the balances, snowballing on the negative side. Maxed a credit card, so I got more. Didn't pay the card minimums on time. Spent more than the card max. It's over limit. Been conned out of money. Gave money away. Bought things I didn't need. Bought things I didn't even want. Paid for other people's expenses. Made decisions based solely on emotions I wasn't even aware of. This is a pretty extensive list, and I'm sure I'm overlooking some things, but you get the gist. Ultimately, I spent more than I earned. By a lot. Like many, I got my first credit card in college and almost immediately started carrying debt. First it was in the hundreds, then over time it became thousands. This went on for about 10 years before I started to realize this was killing me. I can't even begin to express to you the horrible mental and emotional place I was, feeling completely trapped and out of options. If it weren't for friends, I'd have been living entirely out of my car by the end. This was unacceptable. I had to change. Somehow. I decided to try that debt counseling thing where the credit counselors negotiate a restructured payment plan with all the myriad credit cards. I'd pay them one sum and they pay everybody else. I was in this for about a year before I compared the before and after numbers and saw I was doing nothing but treading water. At least it wasn't rising anymore. But an entire year of living at the mercy of others in order to pour every penny into this and still making zero headway was crushing. Then I went the debt negotiator route, where they make a deal with the credit card company to take a reduced amount in order to avoid bankruptcy. I continued living as I had been for the last year, but all money went into savings. When the negotiator would contact me and say, Card X agreed to take $1,000 to write off your $5,000 balance, then I would pull the money out of savings and take care of it. Finally, a light at the end of the tunnel. I got three of the remaining five cards paid off this way, leaving two. One had a small balance when compared to the other, but the other was a multiple of the first four combined. The little one decided it didn't want to negotiate and took me to court, where I had a judgment against me for the full amount. I could not afford for the big card to do the same, so I filed for bankruptcy before they could do that. By that point in time, it had been just over two years since I began the process. The bankruptcy was granted in 2003. If you've never been through bankruptcy, I do urge you to avoid it, but it's also not the end of your financial world. It's a last-ditch measure, not a first-line defense. Did you know the proceedings are public? I remember standing in the courtroom listening to the stories of the people before me. What had my jaw dropping in the floor was the number of people for whom this was their second, their third, even their fourth time through. I remember thinking that I couldn't do this again. I wouldn't do this again. I would figure this crap out. Before this decision, I never even considered reading a book on finances. 
afterwards? You better believe I read everything I could get my hands on. The single best and most influential book for me is one that I hear very often from others, and that is Your Money or Your Life. I wrote a book review of it in 2005 and posted it on my non-indexed blog then. I'm reposting it here now because it features quotes and pulls out the nine steps outlined in the book. I read many more books than just this one, but it was the single most impactful. The second most impactful one was Richard Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad. There is one sentence he said, That really grabbed my attention and has stuck with me ever since. Quote, You can learn how to manage not enough, or you can learn how to manage too much. Which problem do you want? End quote. That sentence right there is the single greatest motivator I have found when it comes to managing my money. I combined that idea with my quest for financial independence, and it has guided me ever since. The point. It has now been 14 years since I was utterly bankrupt, not only financially, but also emotionally, spiritually, and mentally. I agree wholeheartedly with Robin and Dominguez's take on the relationship between money and our own emotional self, though I word it differently. Money is a direct expression of our values, our sense of worth, and how we feel about our ability to affect the world. What governs our attitudes and relationships with money are generally aspects of ourselves which are below the conscious mind. If you're on a path of personal development, I feel it should include becoming increasingly conscious of your finances. If you're on a path of financial independence, I feel it should most definitely include some personal development, at least in the emotional intelligence arena. There is no bigger window into your true core value system than your money. It's because of my own experience with this that I made sure to build finance into the stepping up to your potential roadmap. The really awesome thing about using money as a tool for gauging your developmental progress is that it's pretty clear. The number's either going up or going down, and thus you're either gaining or losing traction on your journey. It's a wonderfully practical, clearly illustrated measure of momentum. If the relationship between your emotions and your financial life is not easily visible to you right now, that's fine. It means there's work to be done because assumptions, hidden agendas, fears, and judgments are getting in the way. Good stuff. But mindset isn't all I'll be looking at here on Financial Fridays. While I won't claim to be perfect with money, because I most definitely do backslide, I will say that I've learned quite a few things. Not only about managing my money, but using it as a tool to help manage myself. In my case, I've learned that inattention is the worst thing I can do for my finances. To ameliorate this, I track every penny in and out, and have since 2004. In that time, I've tried all kinds of experiments which are continuing to this day. I'll share some of those tools or practices that I use, maybe even share some of my spreadsheets because I am all about the spreadsheets. (laughs) Love me some Excel. My hope is that you'll join me here for Financial Fridays as an extension of the personal development work done the rest of the week here at Stepping Up to Your Potential. TLDR. Your financial life is typically closely related to your emotional awareness. While there are money management skills apart from mindset, the behind the scenes thoughts and feelings often get overlooked. This section will look at all of it from a practical, grounded perspective with a focus on results. So come back and join me on Fridays.